0: I love celebrating moments like that. And I love seeing the aftermath of moments like that as Adeline's going to grow up and we're going to uh, watch her mature in Christ and do great works because she's going to take the next steps that every one of us take as well. One scripture that we read and we share, and I quote, not every Sunday, but oftentimes as part of our message, this is one that comes up. This is a scripture that we teach our children when they're babies, Little bitty babies, when they're toddlers, when they're in preschool, when they grow up through grade school, we teach our students in our student ministry, we teach our college students, we teach our adult Sunday schools, and we teach our classes. and we teach in this room right here, and we share, it's John chapter 3, verse 16. It says this, For God so loved the world... That he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now, whether you gather in this room every weekend with us, or if you're online watching right now, you know that's a verse you've heard before. We share it all the time. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Why? Maybe you wonder, why is that verse so foundational to everything that we talk about in this place? Why is it so foundational to our values as a church and as a family? The reason it's so critical is because that is how God demonstrated the love that he had declared since the beginning of time. My wife, Grace, and I have been married for 18 years now. And over those 18 years, I have learned better how to help my wife know that I love her. When we were first married, I would say all the time, I love you, I love you, I love you. And I still say it today, but I said it all the time then, and I would text it to her. And I would, on phone calls, we would end the phone call, I love you, see you later. And we'd say it all the time. But what I didn't yet know was that for my wife to really believe that I loved her, I couldn't just declare it, I had to demonstrate it as well. If I just say, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, but all I do is sit on the couch and watch TV, eventually she might begin to question if I really love her or if I just like the idea of loving her. I have to demonstrate the love that I've declared. That is what John 3.16 means to us. From the beginning of time, in the Garden of Eden, God declared his love. All through the history of the world, God has declared his love to his people. I will be your God and you'll be my people. He's declared it over and over and over and over again. But in John 3.16, we read that God so loved the world, he didn't just declare it. He gave, he sent his one and only Son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. it's the demonstration of his declaration. And without the demonstration, the declaration is empty. It's meaningless. The demonstration is necessary to make it mean anything. Before we get into the meat of the message, I want to I want to share a couple verses with you from the Old Testament in Exodus. Chapter 34, the people of God have been have left a place of slavery. They're traveling now to the promised land, following Moses. And it says in Exodus 34 that God passed in front of Moses. The Lord passed in front of Moses, and he proclaimed, The Lord, your God, the compassionate and the gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. He's describing himself. This is who I am, he was telling the people. Compassionate, slow to anger, maintaining my love to thousands, forgiving rebellion and wickedness and sin. That's who I am. He's declaring it for all the people for all time to be recorded in the word of God. This is who I am. And the people of God, they were good with that. They were good with that. They memorized it. They knew it. They lived by it. They walked with it. God was about to do something unimaginable, unconventional, unbelievable, maybe. He was about to send his son so that his love wasn't just declared like this, but it was demonstrated on a cross. For God so loved the world, he is one and only son. And in Deuteronomy 23. There's a moment here where, where they're talking about the Lord God. and said, the Lord, your God, he's turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord, your God, loves you. He's declared his love time and time and time again. But right here, he says, I'm going to demonstrate it in the future. God turns curses into blessings it's what he's always done he's turned curses into blessings in the garden of eden adam and eve sinned and they had to leave the presence of god they had to leave the safety and the security of the garden and they had to live outside of that under the curse the the painful toil of the earth the pains of childbirth the the pain of broken relationships and sickness and death they had to live in that and god says i'm going to turn curses into blessings How does God turn a curse into a blessing? Through the demonstration of his declaration. Because God so loved the world. The world under the curse. The world you live in. Because God so loved you that he didn't want you to die in your curse so he gave his one and only son to demonstrate his declaration of love so that you won't die under the curse but you will live forever. It's what we saw Adeline step into just now step out of the curse of sin, and step into the gift of eternal life. It's what we do. It's our next step in following Jesus. God turns curses into blessings. It's what he's always done. This morning, what I really want to spend time in is the Gospel of Mark. That was all just introduction set up for us here. The Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 2. And I want to talk about an event, a moment in Jesus' life, when he is in the business of declaring the love of God he's going to stop to demonstrate it as well and I'm going to offer an invitation and I'm going to give a little challenge a next step for you to take as well I want to pray and then we're going to jump into Mark chapter 2 Father I pray this morning that you would that you would let these words recorded